Welcome to Stories in the Dark, a podcast about strange and creepy things. Come listen to the dark. Hello, listeners. This week, we actually did something special and recorded a video. If you want to watch me read one of our creepy little stories, you can go to YouTube and check it out. On YouTube, we are Stories in the Dark, and you can watch as well as listen. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Before we get started, I wanted to do a shout-out. We have a new patron this week, so uh, Hummingbirds, thank you for joining the Stories in the Dark family, and thank you for being our new patron. Jeremy and I are very excited, so... Thanks again. And also, we had some fun interactions on Instagram this week with a fan whose name on Instagram is Tara Lee Tinder. So, Tara, thanks for being a fan and thanks for saying something on Instagram. Really appreciated the shout out. I loved hearing that your favorite episode is Winter Wonderland. It's a really good one. Um, and I thought that was a really fun way to kick off our demons theme. So, Jeremy and I are really appreciative of that. And we really enjoyed interacting with you on Instagram. So, thanks. Keep it up. I hope you are enjoying our new theme this season of demons. I don't know why, but I really like it. I really think that the theme is fun, and I always have loved reading about demons and just thinking about these just kind of otherworldly creatures that want to come in and do damage. And maybe the fact that the worst demons are the ones that we carry around inside of us. So... I'm enjoying the theme. I hope you guys are too. I'm trying to make sure that the content doesn't get redundant at all. Um, so I'm hoping you're enjoying it. This week's story is called The Hunger. And it is really, um, I don't know, kind of a throwback to traditional horror stories. I feel like this is something I might have read, like a story like this in just a collection from like the 60s or 70s where it's still demon themed, of course, but kind of more of an everyday creeping horror, like something you can see happening. I hope you guys tell me what you think, because I like this one. I think it's kind of fun. Like I said, I don't know why, but it feels like more of a classic horror story um, than some of the stuff that we normally do. I found it in the back of the old junk shop on Mesquite Avenue. You know, the one that burned down a few years ago during the last recession, and somehow got rebuilt a half a block to the left. So it sits all cockeyed, just outside the nice part of town. Just like me. I wasn't in there looking for anything much. I had time to kill before my shift started at the fake English pub, and even the junk shop was a little beyond my budget. So I was mostly wandering around, wondering why old crap smells the way it does, and wishing I could afford an antique necklace when I saw it. I saw it, leaning against an old sofa that looked like three generations of dogs had died on it. It was a mirror, taller than me, the glass was silvered and tarnished in places, and the frame looked like old brass or wrought 
iron or something heavy and real. I reached out to touch it and the frame was warm. It was set off a ways, not part of any particular area in the junk shop, and it didn't have a price on it. I couldn't stop looking at it. My reflection was distorted and a little bit wobbly, and I liked it like that. Like I was neither here nor there or anywhere, which is how I was mostly feeling that day. My phone told me it was time to go, and as I turned to leave, I saw old Bert leaning against one of the door jams in the rambling junk shop. When they rebuilt it, they, for some reason, decided to keep the old aesthetic of a bunch of shops sewn together. They had meticulously recreated the oddly sloping floors. The doors leading into more sections of the shop. The rickety stairs. And even after the fire, all the junk from the first shop somehow made it into the second. It was more like there hadn't been a fire. Just that one day, the whole mess had decided to move down the street a little bit with a newer-looking storefront. But I'd seen it burn. Bert was looking at me like he wanted to say something, so I waited, shifting from foot to foot, wondering how long he'd watched me watch myself in the mirror. Bert was odd, but in old mesquite, everyone was. And they were all my customers at the pub. And we gave each other a little grace when our oddities rubbed up against each other. He had this twitch where he rubbed his right thumb against his forefinger. And he was doing that while he decided what to say. After what felt like a half an hour but it was probably more like two very awkward minutes. He finally opened his mouth. Come back after your shift, and I'll give you a deal on that mirror. I only had a half shift that day, so I served the locals their beer and cheese fries and wings and curry plates until my feet were tired and I smelled like beery tikka masala. It was a Tuesday night, and locals weren't great tippers, so it wasn't my most lucrative shift. But it was a relatively easy one. I pocketed my tips and tossed my apron in the pub's hamper to get washed and starched and hesitated outside the back door. My tips would get me groceries this week if I was careful. I wasn't sure they would cover both food and the mirror. But then I remembered the strangely warm metal and Bert's offer of a deal. And I had to find out how good of a deal it was. So I headed back to the junk shop, lying to myself that I wasn't going to leave with a mirror. Because of course I was.
Bert took half my tips and helped me load the mirror into my old SUV. It just barely fit in the back with the seats down, and it's a good thing my hands are strong from carrying trays of beer, because that thing was way heavier than it should have been. I figured I could sneak food at the pub to help round out my grocery budget, and I would scrape by. I always managed to scrape by. I bribed my next-door neighbor with an offer of free beer at the pub, and he helped me carry it into my apartment. We set it down in the small living room, and we both looked around at my second-hand IKEA furniture. Let's put it in my room, I said. It wouldn't stick out as much there. That's where I kept my shelves of books from the used bookstore and the antique cameras my mom gave me every Christmas. We found an empty wall and propped up the mirror, and then I was alone with it. Just me and the mirror and my ramen noodles. I went to bed with the mirror watching over me. I had a small nightlight in my room. I'd always needed a little extra help keeping the darkness at bay. But the mirror kept reflecting the light around the room, and I tossed in bed until I finally got up and switched off my nightlight. I didn't mind the darkness as much with the mirror in the room. I slept great that first night, just me and the mirror and the moonlight, but I woke up starving. I had two packs of ramen and half a bottle of mustard, so I went to the store and splurged on bacon and bread, and I came home and ate two bacon and mustard sandwiches. I lost myself a little bit when I was frying the bacon, but I came back before it burned too badly, and I sat on my bed and looked in the mirror while I ate, and the light in the room was being a little tricky because it kept looking like there was a shadow behind me in my reflection. When I was done, I'd eaten all the bacon, and the bread lay shredded on my plate. I'd always been a picky eater. I made it to work in time for the lunch shift, and I almost felt like I was dreaming as I carried beer and sandwiches and the occasional salad to the lunch crowd. Bert came in and ordered a burger, rare, with water, and he rubbed his finger with his thumb as he watched the room. I moved faster than normal, and my tips were bigger because of it. After the lunch crowd petered out, Jim made me a double burger, and I ate it in three bites, fresh off the grill, dripping, grease, and juice. He gave me another one to go, and I took it home and watched myself eat, sitting on my bed, looking at the mirror. I think there's something wrong with the mirror. I see the shadow in there all the time now, like the mirror has a stain inside it. I spend days staring at it, 
trying to give the shadow a shape, trying to see what it is. I lean the mirror away from the wall and look behind it. The frame goes all the way around, but there is a brown paper backing tacked onto the frame. Bert sometimes puts these on the back of large items and writes the price and the previous owner on it, but this was blank. I ran my hand along it and tugged the paper away from the tacks. Maybe there was something wrong with the mirror backing. Maybe some water had got inside the frame. But when I pulled the paper away, the metal frame under it was fine. No warping, no stains, just cool metal. It was so cold my fingers ached when I touched it. In the junk shop, it had been warm. I covered my fingers in the sleeves of my sweater and examined the back more closely. There was writing on the mirror. It was a list of names, and it started at the peak, centered, and ran down almost a third the length of the mirror. I couldn't read the name at the top of the list, but every name under it had been crossed out. The mirror felt old, old and cold. I leaned it back against the wall and wadded up the paper I'd taken off the back. The paper had the lingering smell of the junk shop and I tossed it in the trash and washed my hands. I can see the shadow in the darkness now. When I go to bed, it comes closer to me in the mirror. It leans and peers out at me. I lie awake. I cannot sleep. I stare at the shadow and it stares back at me. I buy more nightlights, but it won't let me keep them on. It wants something else not light. I'm so hungry all the time now. Hungry and cold. The cold from the mirror is seeping into me. I decide I must be anemic and I spend all my money on meat. Red meat. And I sit on my bed and eat and try to catch the shadow in the mirror. It has long fingers now. Sometimes I dream I am in the mirror, watching myself sleep. I hate this dream. There is some commotion in my apartment building, but I don't want to be bothered. I hear banging next door. My neighbor is missing, I guess. I turn up my music and cook a roast. When I go to work, Jim asks me if I have the flu. He says I look pale. He says I can't come to work if I have the flu. I tell him about the anemia and he gives me a burger before my shift. 
but it doesn't help. I get a bunch of orders wrong and drop a tray of beer, so he sends me home anyway. It's fine. I mostly stay in my apartment now. The mirror doesn't want me to leave, except to get food. I'm eating so much now, but I'm losing weight. My fingers hurt and my hip bones are sticking out. The old lady that lives upstairs found me wandering in the hallway and walked me back to my apartment. It's not safe out here, she whispers. People keep disappearing. She tucked me in and frowned at the shadow in the mirror and left in a hurry after that. I haven't seen her since. I sleep a lot now. I sleep during the day, and sometimes, at night, I find myself in strange places. My mouth tastes terrible, but the mouthwash burns too much, and I'm going through a lot of soap, trying to get my hands clean. It's not a shadow anymore. I'm sleeping and feel something in the room with me. I'm too afraid to open my eyes. But I'm so tired and hungry and tired of being hungry. I feel soft breath on my face and I open my eyes and it's above me, the thing from the mirror. It's darkness, and it is stretched out above me, and it is breathing my breath. It is breathing and taking something from me. I try to push it away, but there's nothing there. I try to crawl off the bed, but I can't. And it sucks in something from deep inside me, and I can't move at all. I try to scream and I can't. Its shadowy claws are locked around me and they burn with a cold, dark fire. Hungry, it says to me without a voice. And I'm crying now. Tears leaking from the outside corners of my eyes. Tears that run down into my hair. It leans in closer and kisses me and wraps its arms around me and pulls me into itself, into the darkness. And I'm screaming silently as it takes us back into the mirror. I can see my body on the bed, emaciated. I can see the filth of my room, the clothes, all the bones. I see it all now. I am in the mirror with it, and it is me, and we are still hungry as someone comes and carries us back to the junk shop and hides us in an odd corner 
where Bert comes and watches us, rubbing his finger with his thumb, saying nothing. Nothing.